This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, December 21st, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. When a court recognizes that you are legally not guilty of a crime, but you've already paid restitution, it should logically follow that you get your money back. That's not how it works in Colorado. And next year, the Supreme Court will hear the case of Nelson v. Colorado. David Post wrote an amicus brief on behalf of the Cato Institute. He comments on the case. I guess I'll let, let me just walk you through a for instance here. Okay. Um, I'm in Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. I get arrested. Mm-hmm. I'm charged. Uh, I am convicted of some crime. Okay. And then uh, I am ordered to pay restitution. Right. I I pay that restitution, um, but I appeal the case. Right. And it is eventually found out that well, because of some rule of evidence that the state was not properly applying, uh, they cannot prove that I committed this crime. Right. And the case is thrown out. The conviction is vacated. Right. Now what happens to me trying to get my restitution back? Right. In, in most states, you would simply ask the court, the court that is vacating the conviction, um, as part of that, you would move and say, okay, I pay, here's, here are my receipts. I paid this much money. Please give me my money back. And they would do so. They will order the state to pay you back. Um, Colorado does not operate that way. The Colorado Supreme Court has held that you have to file, if you want your money back, um, you have to file this separate action under the Colorado Exoneration Act, um, and which means getting a lawyer, presumably, um, and proving that you, not only that you have not been convicted of the crime, but that you are actually innocent of the crime. Um, Explain that to, distinction. Oh, it's a, a, of, of central importance to the case. Um, we all of Western jurisprudence, really, for the last 300, 400 years has been based on the notion that there is a difference between factual innocence and legal innocence, a difference between factual guilt and legal guilt. Um, the try, criminal trial is a, a, a process for determining legal guilt or legal innocence. The state has to show, the state has this burden of proving beyond a reasonable doubt that you did the things that they say you did. Um, and the fa- if the fact finder finds that beyond a reasonable doubt you did that, you are deemed to be legally guilty, uh, convicted. Um, if the, if the, as we all know, if the jury comes back and says, no, um, we acquit, that doesn't mean they think you were actually innocent. They're not determining actual innocence. They are deciding whether the state has shown that you have done the things you are charged with, Most the, the, the presumption of innocence. Most of us recognize, anybody who does any criminal justice work recognize that, in fact, most of the people who are charged with crimes are probably guilty. We, we know that. Um, uh, and when they're dragged in front of a, a, a tribunal and they're in prison clothes and they've been, remember, the state has had probable cause already to arrest them and probable cause to indict them. Um, and the state has had to show that. Now it comes and to, you know, they go through an arraignment and an indictment and they are in custody pre-trial. So the fact that they may in fact be, have done the things with which they charge is an irrelevance once that trial starts. Once the trial starts, you are entitled to be tried only on the evidence that the state comes forward with and that the state has the burden of showing that you are, that, that you did the things beyond a reasonable doubt that you did the things uh, that they, they, they say that you did. Um, so an, equ- an acquittal is not a statement in our system that you are actually innocent. 
It's a statement that you are not legally guilty, that the, the state did not prove its case. That's all that it means. Um, but that's everything that it means. And that's a very important uh, distinction. So in the case of Nelson v. Colorado, this is essentially what I just walked you right. through in terms of the hypothetical. Right. This is uh, what actually happened to Ms. Shannon Nelson. Nelson. Yep. Wants her money back. She wants her money back. And, and it's a matter of $800? $800. So she can't get, so she'll never get a lawyer um, to, to help her out, even on a contingency fee basis. Who's going to take a case where the return is $800? And yet she has this enormous burden. Um, I mean, it is a very serious, it is very difficult to, to prove actual innocence. There's a reason, one, many reasons we don't make criminal defendants prove their innocence. Among others, it's very difficult to prove a negative. Um, this is something in Ms. Nelson's case that may have happened years ago. She will have to round up witnesses. Um, she will have to round up physical evidence. It's a, a major undertaking to get back money that is hers, that even the state acknowledges they don't really have an entitlement to this because she, uh, her conviction was vacated. So w this is a very strong case for Ms. Nelson, I, I think. Uh, I would be very surprised if the Supreme Court upholds this. This is a pretty outrageous um, deprivation of her property. So uh, what are the petitioners here Seeking what? What is the what is the clarification that they would like in the law, or what the Supreme Court is going to draw a line yeah. and it's going to say what? Well, the, the the Supreme Court should say the the following: um, the presumption of innocence is a bedrock principle in our in our jurisprudence. Um, people come to the tribunal; we assume that they have not done what the state says they have done. Um, when Ms. Nelson wants to get her money back, the trial court has the authority simply to order that. Colorado does not have to send her to this separate proceeding. The court can just say, okay, here's your money back. It's your money. Um, if Colorado wants to funnel them to this separate proceeding, they cannot flip the burden of presumption, the, 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 uh, the, the presumption of innocence, the burden of persuasion, onto the defendant for her to prove her innocence. That is, if they want to have a separate proceeding for her to get her money back, um, they will need to have the, have the burden of, of persuasion in that case. Um, if, if she wants more than that, if she wants compensation from the state, that's a different case. Um, and, and, and it might be appropriate for, to put an additional burden on her in that case. But just to get money back that everyone acknowledges is hers by right, um, she should not be put in the position where she has the burden of showing that she actually did not do what the, um, uh, what the state says, because she is, in fact, as in, in the eyes of the law, she didn't do it. Um, she's legally innocent of it, and she should be able to rest on that. That's what we want them to say. David Post writes at the Volokh Conspiracy. Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app, and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.